Hey everyone, welcome back to Navigating Netflix Originals. As always, I'm Madison, and as always, I'm joined by Jamie. That is me. It is. It is always you. <laughs> <laughs> I never I never surprise anybody and have it be anybody else. <laughs> One of these days it might. <laughs> um, so today for our recording, we are going to be discussing a series and not a movie for once. So, you know, we were on top of things this week, even though I think it's been a couple of weeks since we uploaded. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we are going to be talking about the newly released Netflix original called The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window. Yes. Nice and job. I believe it is the longest title of anything ever. Yep. <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating that at all. Um, so if you haven't heard of it, it's um, kind of like a thriller parody. Um, and it kind of... It's it's meant to be sort of like humorous, but also like a little bit dra- dra- like dramatic. You know, there's like a drama storyline underneath it. Yeah. Um, and, and it's kind of it's about a woman whose daughter has died, and she's dealing with like the grief of that, and she witnesses, or at least believes she witnessed a murder, and it's kind of the story that unfolds after that. <laughs> yeah, and I have to admit that when I first um like saw and maybe i just based this off the title and how ridiculously long it was but my assumption was that the um it would be much more comedic and much more of a parody than it actually was yeah because um, it is kind of like a true murder mystery it slash is. psychological drama it is but like with a few kind of funny like parody moments <laughs> yeah <laughs> long run on sentences <laughs> right yeah my my husband and I watched it together, and he was definitely expecting more humor too. Yeah. And he was a little bit disappointed by it because yeah. he wanted to be more humor to the story. But there was it was def- I thought it did a really good job of like walking the line between being a parody and being a thriller. It wasn't really a thriller because it wasn't really like scary. You know, there was a little yeah. bit of suspense sometimes, but there was always like a little bit of kind of a comedic overtone to it. So you knew you weren't going to get like anything too terrifying happening in it um but there was you know definitely some the funny moments like the fact that their mailbox has been the same repairman has been working on fixing for three years (laughs) yeah yeah that was Um, that was odd so what did you think of the show as a whole um as a whole um i liked the show i did think that it was somewhat predictable like i figured out very early on who the actual murderer was really yeah on episode on my notes in episode three um i wrote in bold (laughs) was it emma who killed her and her mother he did say she was there at the time i want to say yes (laughs) what what made you think that it was just that she was at all of the murders. Like, she was, you know, she could have been at all of them. She was, like, the only connecting factor besides her father. Right. Um, so, and I was like, Nick, or Nick, Neil would be too much of, like, an on-the-nose target. And so I was like, it's got to be the girl. <laughs> Which is funny, because if you remember, we watched another Netflix original that was called something similar with like the woman across the street or the house, in, in, uh, the window across the way or something. Another <laughs> series. 
<laughs> with a woman who also was a, um, an alcoholic. And yes. she and had like memory lapses. And she, uh, the killer for that was also like the kid. So yeah. it, you know, so I'm like, uh, I think it's that. And I don't know if like Netflix intentionally had these be similar or if that was just like a coinky dink. Um, but. I definitely felt like it was predictable in that way. Although they did try to throw occasional sort of like, you know, red herrings around, like everything with Buell and all that stuff. But and Rex, yeah, and Rex too, yeah. yeah. But um, what about you? What'd you think? I enjoyed it. I did not predict the ending when no. they showed <laughs> standing there with the knife. I my. <laughs> Yeah, just like I was like, holy shit! It was the kid that's been killing all these people. <laughs> and like, and she's supposed to be like the sweet little yeah. angel girl, and and it's mostly because you're probably seeing her from Anna's point of view, and Anna's daughter was about Emma's age when yeah. she got killed, so you know she's she's feeling those feels about about Emma, and probably you don't ever see her through. Anna doesn't ever see her as a potential suspect at all. Um, and yeah. so I didn't either. I, I definitely thought it was going to end up being Buell. Um, and then I was so sad when I thought Buell died after I found out he didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, I actually watched it twice. The whole, the series. Oh my God. It is short. It's like four hours. <laughs> it yeah. is. I watched it once with my husband a week or two ago. And then I watched it once again this weekend in like preparation for recording. Um, because I I just I thought after I knew that it was Emma, I wanted to like rewatch yeah. it to see if there's any clues, and there's really not. Like other than I guess, like you said, you know that she's the only other connecting factor with all these murders. But it didn't occur to me that like, um, she would have done it. Yeah, that no, that Lisa like her murder was connected to the other murders after like they rule uh. out new possibility. I just thought like, oh, you know, must be Neil's wife was just an accident kind of thing, you know, and he's just into ventriloquism. (laughs) 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 And that's normal and okay. Well, see, that's a good example of like how they throw in this sort of parody thing, because yeah, yeah, the reason that Emma killed, spoiler alert, but the reason Emma kills her father is because he was bad at ventriloquism. It's like his act sucked and that's why I killed him. You know what I mean? Her reasoning for killing everyone is stupid. Yeah. Like she killed her mom because she, her mom dared to get pregnant with a second child and she wanted to be an only child, I guess. Um, she killed Lisa because she wouldn't buy her chocolate bags and told her that sugar <laughs> was terrible for her. He killed her father because his ventriloquism act was bad. He, I guess we can. she tried to kill Buell just because he got in the way, I think. And we don't really know why she pushed her teacher out of the lighthouse, but we can probably assume it's something as trivial as everything else. <laughs> yeah. She must have got like a B minus or something on a test. Yeah, right? <laughs> her teacher told her she had to go back and get on the bus to go home, so she killed her. Yeah. Um, but I, I did, I really liked Anna's character. I thought that like her getting like, she, so she's like drinking wine excessively and like bottles and bottles a day and taking these like antidepressants and sleep like pills and stuff. And she's hallucinating. And 
like we know like she knows she's hallucinating she's seeing her dead daughter so like you don't know for several episodes if she actually even saw lisa get killed or if it was just a hallucination um so i I liked that like i I liked anna's character a lot she also played on um the good place which is not an original but it's an amazing show that everybody should watch (laughs) (laughs) she's the main character on that show Uh, okay Um, i don't know what the actress's name is but kristen bell yes and i love her yeah she's great well. <laughs> no, I thought she did really well as it too. And I, I did like that aspect as well, because they, they did try to make you think like, ooh, maybe she actually is hallucinating. And in all fairness, like she was. But um even like small things, like I, I don't know if you noticed, and unless I misremembered the because when she first visits her daughter's grave, it like the inscription on the bottom is different to what it is later on in the show. It's different every time. Every oh, time is it? Go- okay. Yeah. Every time you go there, it's different. <laughs> okay. Cause I thought that was an, I, like I saw, I noticed that like the very beginning when it was like, if love could save you, you'd live forever or something. And then like right. at the very end, it was like, there's no eye in heaven or something. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, what? Um, yeah, she goes there like four or five different times and every time i didn't catch that until my second watch through and i'm like every time she goes there it says something different <laughs> so is that just supposed to show like her level of like she's not with it until the end or like what what is that I meant don't... to represent or is it just supposed to be like a quirky thing we you catch if you're paying attention i don't know that's, that's my guess because okay. none of them seemed to have really any significance to the storyline they were all just silly <laughs> yeah well to be <laughs> honest like... oh go ahead no, go ahead. I was like, to be honest, like her death is kind of, was kind of like presented in a semi silly way. It was, and so I I wasn't sure at first if that was like her in her mind, like making whatever actually happened worse, and like inventing the story about this you know serial killer killing her. Right. Um, what was his name? Something Mike. I can't remember. Massacre Mike. Maybe. Massacre Mike, which just sounds ridiculous. Um, so I was like. That for a while there, I wasn't sure if that was actually how she even died. Right. Yeah, I was kind of hoping, I guess, maybe that that her daughter had died under different circumstances yeah. because it presented in like this light, light-hearted, kind of like funny way. It's take your daughter to work day, and so her husband takes her daughter to work and accidentally locks her in the room with a cannibalistic serial killer who yeah. <laughs> murders her daughter and eats her. Which is just horrifying. <laughs> well, and he's just like a questionable... Si- we find out later that he's also her therapist, which is violating some sort of guidelines, I'm sure. But um, I also find it strange that like he's clearly not great at his job and interactions with prisoners. Because at one point, he just like he's in the middle of an interview taking a call from his wife, his ex-wife, an right. interview with a prisoner. And then he gets up and leaves a briefcase full of like potential weapons like pens and whatever um just sitting on the table as he walks away and the prisoner's like huh they and what i think they said at the beginning that he was supposed to be a forensic psychologist working for the fbi which is like why and how she's able to use like his fbi numbers to run background checks on people at one point um but yeah, he doesn't seem very good or responsible. <laughs> I no. mean, he managed to get his daughter killed on it. Right, seriously. But um, um did you like catch that he was the quote unquote therapist earlier on? No, I did not. 
Not until I he's like, I'm more than your therapist. I was like, what? Like, what? I, <laughs> I thought that was touching. I almost see it like, like, it's not really, like, he's not really her therapist. And probably he doesn't, like, like he's just talking to her more of, like, a friend or, or an ex-husband who's still sort of in love with her. And she just put him in her phone as therapist because, like, that's what she's using him as kind of thing. He's a, at the very least, he assigned her, her like, antidepressants or anti-whatevers. Yeah. Because he's yeah, like, he I gave you, like, <laughs> 50 milligrams higher than it should have been or something i can't remember but. right he did write her a prescription for like an antipsychotic so that she probably didn't need to be on and that probably would not be legal for right somebody who's married to a doctor i don't believe he could prescribe me medication probably not no but um I've never asked well <laughs> Now's the time to, to test the validity of that part of the test the validity of that, of that yeah <laughs> But um, but yeah, I thought I liked that kind of twist at the end that like yeah. he and that he doesn't really have another girlfriend. She's just kind of seeing it that way, and they. The ending is just so weird to me though. Like the <laughs> ending that's one year in the future, yeah. where like they've already gotten back together. She's been pregnant, had a baby, and then recovered from, from that birth well enough to go on a road trip in one year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like. Things just moved really fast after you were almost killed by that child. <laughs> right. And then she, like, apparently enters her own detective novel. Uh, like, okay, <laughs> what the hell does that ending mean? She gets on a plane, and you, we are at first, like, she's like, oh, I don't drink wine anymore when, when she's offered some. And she's like, I'll take a vodka. So at first you're like, oh, good. She's not, you know, an alcoholic anymore, but she clearly is still abusing both alcohol and like Xanax, whatever that is, an antidepressant, a sedative. I'm not sure. Yeah. You know that. But um, she, she's clearly still abusing these things, which were making her hallucinate in the past. And she, I don't know, hallucinates or actually sees a dead body in the plain toilet, the plain bathroom. And then, like, five seconds later, it's just completely gone. Yeah. <laughs> and. I just, I don't know what to make of that. And her finding, like, the mirror in the seat, I don't know, like, what that's even supposed to mean. Like, I don't know. So it's kind of like, is that, it, it makes it seem like they're trying to open it up to, like, a new season or something to be like, ooh, right. now that she solved the one case, even though she didn't, um, because really. she didn't know that it was Emma until, like, she got attacked right. by her. Um it's kind of like, is she supposed to be some sort of like detective, like novelist detective or something? I don't understand. I don't know. I just, I, don't, I like didn't really like the way that it ended. Yeah. I liked the whole show up until that last 10 minutes of the last episode. And I, I don't, I just thought that it just, everything felt like really rushed a year later, you're back with Douglas. You have a child with him. You know, you're flying off to visit Sloan who's moved to New York Sloan, by the way, is her best friend. <laughs> we yeah. didn't talk about her at all. Um, it just, and then like the whole, I, I don't like her finding the mirror. Like, I just, I didn't know what to think of it. It felt forced. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I enjoy the ending that much. <laughs> yeah, I would have preferred if they just ended after like the kiss between um, Anna and Douglas in the rain. Yeah. yeah. We didn't need an epilogue. <laughs> no, we didn't need the the one year later part. Even if like you are planning on doing a season two, that seems like a really dumb season two to begin with. 
Because, like, there's yeah. no possible way that that wasn't a hallucination. Like, that a body right. just disappeared out of the bathroom. There was no blood. Oh, and, okay, so that's the other thing. Speaking of there being no blood, how the hell did Emma clean up Lisa's entire body as, like, a nine-year-old child, not leave any blood at all behind in whatever the 10 or 15 minutes that, like, Neil was upstairs practicing his ventriloquist act and before the police got there? Yeah. <laughs> How did that just, that was the most unrealistic part of the whole parody to me, was that Emma could have pulled off cleaning up that yeah. murder. Because he stabbed her right in, like, the carotid artery. There was blood going everywhere. Yeah. Um, Anna could see it from across the street. <laughs> right. That's true. I mean, to be honest, because of that and how quickly it was, like, cleaned up and all this stuff, and they did play on this by having... Anna see him loading uh, Neil loading his ventriloquist dummy into the thing and like disposing of evidence or so she thought but I I assumed for a point in time that he had been aware that Emma had been killing people and so it's still his daughter so he was trying to protect her but clearly that wasn't the case in this situation unless it secretly was and then he got killed anyway (laughs) like that the only way that it makes sense is that he came downstairs and saw what she had done and helped her to quickly clean it up before the police arrived because Anna called the police like three seconds after Lisa got stabbed so they would have been there within 10 or 15 minutes I'm sure yeah I also Um, feel like the ability for Emma to even get the palette knife I find to be a bit ridiculous because maybe it's just me personally but I feel like if I had a house and I knew I had to go upstairs I would like close the door and be like, I'll be right back. Close. Lock. <laughs> go get up. Like, go get my thing. Come back down. Not just like leave all of my doors open. Right. Yeah. Well, and then also like she, um, Lisa was not actually stabbed with a palette knife. She was stabbed with some sort of kitchen knife that right. Emma pulled out of the block there. So the, like, it's not, even though the palette knife was found at the scene. It's not going to match as the murder weapon when they actually run tests on it because it's not the murder weapon. It's not nearly as sharp as like what the murder weapon would have been. Yeah, um, it's true. So that's, you know, that's going to fall through too. But I guess since it is sort of like a parody, you know, it gets the, it, it has some license to like have a few things that don't quite add up. <laughs> well, I mean, the entire like fight between Emma and Anna was also just absurd. Like, there's no way that Anna wouldn't be able to like knock out this child. I'm sorry. Like the action scene, five minute action. Yes. Scene. I was like, this is so long. So long. At the house. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. It was a parody, Jamie. It was, yeah. But I was like, God, this has gone on too long. It has. It went on for so long. And and Emma, like, gets the best of Anna. Yeah. (laughs) Which is also funny. I guess, like, we could talk a little bit about Rex. So. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The guy who... Yeah. So you find out that Rex and Lisa were part of this like scheme to get all of Neil's money and they've done it a lot uh, to different guys. Right. Um, Usually and, it's like old men, not young men with kids. Yeah, which is odd. And uh, interesting that like, I guess she was just craving some physical affection or whatever, but they just have this really um, tawdry... <laughs> night together where they're literally fucking on every surface in her house and it goes 
goes from like the stairs to the shower to the bench back to the shower to the kitchen table back to the shower <laughs> lots of water wasted that night <laughs> they took so many showers that night <laughs> guess it's good they were they were cleaning up after each one <laughs> yeah that's true but yeah that was it was kind of like the a parody of the hot like intense romance scene you know versus like the the fight scene with emma kind of thing they're both parodies of those scenes yeah but they're both ridiculous and but yeah i felt i felt bad for rex when he got led away in you know by the police and he's wearing nothing but an apron (laughs) yeah (laughs) i was like oh because i didn't really think that rex had done it i believed his story that you know and then I thought, well, maybe, you know, Candace slash Lisa is going to end up actually being alive. And, you know, Anna wouldn't have hallucinated it, but everybody was right that she wasn't dead kind of thing. But then they show her body and I was like, oh, I guess she was dead. Yeah. <laughs> which that also means that wherever this body was, which was not in, you know, Neil and Emma's backyard, Emma dismembered and dragged this body someplace else out into the woods and buried it there. Yeah. This little kid. Well, we do know that. Dismember the body. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how she would have managed to dismember it, but we did see that um, when she was selling her chocolate bars, like the body was actually in the wagon. Was. Yeah. But, but there was no blood on the wagon at all, and it was no. just covered casually with like a cloth. <laughs> so casually that body parts were falling out of it, yeah. and she was dragging it away. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, she's got to learn from her mistakes. But she's dead, so yeah, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Anna probably had to go back to being an alcoholic because she was having PTSD from murdering a child. <laughs> like, a, yeah. Still. <laughs> with a piece of ceramic to boot. Yeah. All from the fucking <laughs> casserole dish. <laughs> the 16th casserole dish that she broke. You know what's so funny? What's that? That casserole dish that it's like the same casserole dish, even though she keeps breaking it over and over. It's the same design one. My mom has that exact casserole. <laughs> Oh jeez! All of my life, I've had so many things out of that casserole dish. Oh man! <laughs> I feel like every every um child of the '90s has seen that casserole dish and eaten food out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Every time they shoot broken, I'm like, Jesus! How many casserole dishes does this woman have? They break like three of them. It's almost like it was supposed to be a parody of like symbolism. Yeah. <laughs> Cas- and, and casserole dishes she also keeps like they make a big deal of her like keep grab the fact that she keeps grabbing it without like and burning her hands yeah yeah, which is interesting like she's not paying attention to what she's doing at all yeah so she's burning herself Some... i feel like most of the stuff is not actually supposed to symbolize anything it's just like supposed to be a parody of symbolism <laughs> yeah but maybe maybe the casserole dish has a hugely significant meaning that I'm overlooking. Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> Probably not, though. <laughs> <laughs> but you never. Yeah. Did you write down any quotes from it? I only have one from episode one. Okay. And okay. it is, Anna, is it We Tell Children? 
So many lines. No. Okay. She says, um, Anna says, uh, we tell children so many lies, not to worry, not to be afraid, not to believe in monsters. Um, but why don't we tell them the truth? There are monsters. They're just not under the bed. Ooh, that's oh, true, truth. <laughs> I have one. It was also from the first episode. And it's when Anna says, when your past is so present, how can there be a future? There can't. You're just stuck in the present with your past. She also goes on and like rephrases that like 20 times afterwards in this long run on sentence, but I cut her short there. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> and it hurt. I didn't write down the exact quote because it was like her long opening monologue at the beginning, but she says something to like <laughs> that she sometimes speaks with a British accent, even yeah. though she's not British. I'm like, I felt that. <laughs> yeah, that's a. And that led me into a false sense of like, this will be a very much like a comedy thing because that's just a ridiculous thing to start with. <laughs> and then it wasn't. Yeah. But then she never used a British accent again. She didn't. Too bad. Quite sad. <laughs> Quite sad. Quite sad indeed. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Well, that just about sums up this show, don't it? <laughs> it sure does. Oh. I don't know what that was. I don't know either. But um, but yeah, that's pretty much the long and short of it. It's like, it's a decently length series. Like I, I watched it all in one night, so I didn't feel like, you know, it didn't take as much time as I was expecting. For some reason, right. when I first saw, when I f- first was sitting down, I assumed that it would be an like eight, eight one hour long episodes. But when I saw right. it was 30 minutes, I was like, woo. It really is great- minutes like a lot of them are like 25 and 26 minutes and the credits at the end are like three minutes on each episode so yeah you're looking at like 20 to 25 minute episodes and so they go, it goes pretty fast which is perfect yeah that's like the right length for a series yeah it's a long movie that somebody has just broken up into short increments yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so if you also watched this, you can let us know what you thought on Twitter at NNO Podcast. Or you can send us an email to navigatingnetflixoriginals at gmail.com. And feel free to send us any other thoughts that you have on life or other Netflix originals you'd like us to watch. <laughs> yes, we are happy to watch any and everything. Yes, that is a Netflix original. <laughs> exactly, yes. But yeah, so thanks again, everyone. And until next time. Bye. Bye.